Hello everyone, my name is Chancellor Sturgeon, and welcome to The Grove Podcast, your one-stop shop for integrity, motivation, self-help, and a genuine all-around positive podcast. Thank you for tuning in for this journey, and I really hope that you enjoy it. What is going on, you beautiful fucks? It's your boy Chance, Mr. Lesturgeon, coming in today. How are y'all doing today? Hoping y'all are having an absolutely wonderful uh, quarantine while y'all are fighting the coronavirus on your own. I'm going to be doing something different. I feel like the, the one issue that I've had with the podcast is that I don't have enough content. Uh to talk about when it comes to the podcast, you know, that's one of the big issues why, um, I kind of stopped doing it in the first place was that I don't believe that I had enough content to, you know, meet up with the once a week demands. But, uh, and this is where this little idea came to me. Um, in my hand right now, I have, uh, worldwide laws of life. The 200 Eternal Spiritual Principles by John Marks Templeton. Now, this is a book that I picked up at Half Price Books, uh, I don't know, about a year ago, a year and a half ago. Like, I have over about 150, 200 books in my, uh, in my apartment. But just one night, I, I couldn't fall asleep, and I was sitting there, and I was like, dude, I need to read something to just kind of fall asleep, kind of wind like wind my mind down and uh this kind of just hit me i was like cool well (laughs) i mean it it's it has a lot of good information mainly like it has the one thing that i don't like about religious texts is it's it it has it, they they don't allow for you to um, take information from other religious texts wholesomely, like just observing and being like, hey, I like what that says, and you know, I'm I'm gonna you know absorb that information and you know incorporate it into my life. Not saying that I'm a devout Buddhist or I'm a devout Christian or I'm a devout this or a devout that. The enjoyable thing about this book is it has, um, it has information from all walks of life. You know, Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, animism, you know, just about everything. And so what I'm wanting to do with this is pretty much, um, just read because there's there's a lot to read in this book (laughs) there's over 500 pages and so um you know how i'm gonna approach this is just shit my bad ah damn it i just let a bee into my house and now he's swinging around um so yeah just kind of go about this by reading uh, some of the many laws that um, Templeton has in this book, and then kind of running my own opinion. 
considering the fact that I can't have any, can't really have any guests on here unless they're willing to like be within six feet, I guess. So, yeah. So, uh, worldwide laws of life, the two hundred eternal spiritual principles by John Marks Templeton. Um, now. This book is broken up into weeks, like week one, week two, week three, and I, I, I'm assuming that it's so that you can like study it properly and get enough time to really absorb the information, which is something that I really enjoy. Um, it really allows for the reader to not only just pass, to not passively read the information, but to actively absorb the information. So... Week one, law one. When you rule your mind, you rule your world. Quote by Bill Probst. Great teachers down through the ages have described the importance of our mind and of being master over our thoughts. Buddha said, the mind is everything. What you think you become. Ramar Krishna, the beloved Indian mystic, put in this way, By the mind one is bound, by the mind one is freed. He who asserts with strong conviction, I am not bound, I am free, becomes free. And by the way, if I butcher any of these names, uh, my apologies. I am not uh, an amazing uh, like verbal reader. So, please bear with me. William James wrote, The greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes of mind. And Charles Fillmore, American co-founder of Unity School of Christianity, describes our mind in the following manner in the revealing word. The mind is the seat of perception of the things we see hear, and feel. It is through the mind that we see the beauties of the earth and sky, or music, of art, in fact, of everything. That silent shuttle of thoughts working in and out through cell and nerve weaves into one harmonious whole that the myriad moods of mind, and we call it life. If you desire to understand the reason behind this statement, when you rule your mind, you rule the world, your world, it is important to take a look at what some religious teachers and spiritual philosophers called infinite mind and the law of mind action. Some say there is, in reality, one mind, sometimes called spirit, God mind, etc., this mind is the life, intelligence, power, and creativity in the entire universe. Yet, they say the law of mind action includes a very important manifestation in which we are individual and yet remain a part of the whole. We have free will and are not puppets and can exercise the use of our free will. Here is the starting point of our actions our spoken words, our thoughts, and even our feelings. It makes a great deal of difference in your daily life what you think about God, yourself, your family, your neighbors, 
your acquaintances, your work associates, in fact, about everything. And as Joseph Addison said, one of the most difficult things for a powerful mind is to be its own master. A positive attitude toward life can be difficult for some people to accept, for it may seem unrealistic. These skeptics may find it hard to believe that positive thinkers can accomplish most anything they choose. But with a positive attitude, your chance for success in any situation can be greater if you look for workable solutions rather than allowing negative thinking to limit your decision making. Zig Ziglar, a sales motivation expert, says, your business is never really good or bad out there. It's either good or bad right between your ears. He describes the most essential component of successful selling as the ability to understand and meet the other person's needs, saying, you can get everything in life you want if you will just help enough people get what they want. What they want. The ability to listen to others and appropriately interpret their needs depends to a great extent on a receptive mental attitude. Ralph Waldo Emerson emphasized the importance of the spiritual perceptive in our life as well as the power of the mind when he said, Great men are they who see that the spiritual is strong than any material force. That thoughts rule the world. Mary Kay Ash, founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics, is probably one of the most remarkable success stories of our time. Since 1963, her company has grown from a modest storefront beginning in Dallas, Texas, USA, to an international multi-million dollar operation with a sales force numbering over 200,000. Her approach to management is based on meeting the needs of others with well-grounded Christian values, contributing significantly to her business. She also asks everyone in her organization to focus on meeting the needs of others as their top priority. It is essential to control the impulse to ask, what's in it for me? Before taking action, selfishness overlooks a key principle to success, that of helping others. Be observing and analyzing what makes successful people successful. A clear pattern emerges, first of all. They meet the needs of others because they feel good about themselves. Then, by subordinating their, possible, uh, their possibly selfish motives to the greater motive of being of service, they are able to negotiate successfully the programs in life they choose. As with successful men and women throughout the world, our success can also be proportionate to the number of people we have helped to grow and prosper. Our thoughts are, most assuredly, things. They are conceived in the mind and travel through time and space like ripples in a pond affecting all that they touch. Thoughts are the building blocks of our experience. The world we see is the one we have created with our thoughts for mind is the builder. Now that's that's the first law of 
um, John Marks Templeton's Worldwide Laws of Life. And uh, I've read that portion of the book um, only once, and I believe I'm going to keep reading just that portion for uh, a little bit now, because I feel like um, one of the guys that I had on, Mark Summers, he uh, he says he, he's told me this a hundred times. Said repetition is the key to adult learning. Repetition is key to the adult learning. We constantly find ourselves in these repetitive paths that we take, right? So, whenever we are whenever we are doing the same thing over again because it's within our human nature we we are we are always at fault in situations that rely for us to be i don't know doing something that we need to get done like you notice how any time that you any time that you have uh, you, let's just say you have two options right and you're sitting there one option is to get your homework done and then you can go play the other option is to go play and then get your homework done most of us will choose to go play and get the homework done but towards the end of that second option we don't end up getting the homework done because we've already exhausted our energy in the play when we needed to redirect our energy to the work. And so, um, you know, David Goggins said something um, when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, about how, you know, people think that he's just this machine that he can do, that he can do anything that, you know, he's perfect, that nothing is, nothing is wrong with them, that every time that he wakes up, every time that he does this, he's always ready to go, he's always, um, he, he's just always willing to do the hard stuff, and uh, he said, you know, unfortunately, that's incorrect, that's, that's not correct, I'm, I, there's sometimes where I'll spend 30 minutes just sitting on my bed, Telling myself, I don't want to fucking go run at four or five in the morning. I don't want to go do this. I don't want to go do that. But the ultimate change in yourself is pursuing the things that you hate fucking doing. And shit, man, it's it's hard. And I, I, I hate it. I hate doing, um, I hate doing the hard thing. I hate doing the thing that I know is correct, but I choose the, ultimately I choose the easy path because it's less effort, it's less energy exhausting, and, and I know that it'll be easier, but the fact is, is it easier to look at yourself in the mirror when you've broken a promise to yourself? And I think that the the promises that you that you make to yourself are the ones that are the most broken. The ones that we constantly um, neglect 
You know, we, 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 we stick with promises that we make to other people, but when it comes to promises that are, that are for our greater good, we tend to follow what it is that everybody else wants for us. Which I find that to be very sad because I'm somebody who falls into that same exact thing. I'm somebody who falls into the same trap of seeking pleasure over pain. When in reality, we should always be seeking pain because pain is what makes us grow. Pleasure is what makes us soft. You know, the amount of times that we just, that we're sitting in a cesspool of pleasure, which, you know, in reality, the the cesspool of pleasure that we, that we have and that we're sitting in, in reality, is, is, is weighing us down 10,000 times more than anything painful sitting in a toxic relationship, sitting in a toxic work environment, staying with people that don't know your worth. These are things that just... weigh you down. It's like you imagine you're... you're swimming to the surface, but you have like 20-pound ankle weights on each ankle... And then now you have 10 pound weights on your wrists and then a 15 pound uh, body vest, like a weight vest on you. That's never going to work, you know. You can try as hard as you want, but ultimately, you know, you got 75 pounds of weight dragging you back down, back to the ultimate darkness that we all take comfort in because you ready for this how many of y'all find pleasure in the darkness in the complaining in the negativity of looking at everything negative unfortunately I bet a lot of you do that because I do that I know for a fact that Anytime anybody says something casually uh, critiquing, or or, excuse me, that's not the word, critical, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, fuck them, you know, they don't know, they don't know shit about me, they don't know what I've been through, and ultimately, ultimately, like, that's what's, that's what's toxic for yourself. It's that defensive mentality. And in the first law, you're, you're, the first thing that we need to observe is the selfish, the selfish tendency that we have. That selfish tendency is, is ultimately our downfall because you notice that the selfless person is usually the happiest. The one that gives the most is usually the happiest. 
Because when you're constantly thinking about yourself and you're constantly in defensive mode, you're not seeing the daisies around, you're only looking within. You know, I started gardening recently um, here at my apartment. And I, uh, you know, I got a tomato. I got a tomato bush. or I don't know if it's a fucking bush or a plant, whatever you want to call it. Uh, tomato plant, strawberry plant. Um, I took some garlic from my fridge and planted it, and it has a little sprout. Um, I got some green, yellow onions growing, and then I got a chamomile plant. And... Uh, you know, it takes some effort to just look at how they grow and see how they struggle. Because you imagine something so small has to go into this big plant. It's not through easy, like, hey, buddy, I got you. Dap you up with a quick one. And I'm going I'm to give you a whole bunch of crop. Fuck no. Is a whole bunch of stupid bullshit these plants got to deal with. Bugs. Plant diseases. You know, if it's missing sun or if it doesn't have... Or if it has too much sun. If it has too much water, too little water. There's not enough oxygen in the plant itself. It's going to die. There's just a whole bunch of bullshit. Just like us. We're all just plants. Also... These wind chimes, excuse, excuse me if they're a bit loud, but my mom just gave me these and they've been probably the coolest thing that I've, I've just been enjoying them. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they go through a lot of adversity, but the first thing that we have to do as humans, and excuse me for getting off topic, But the first thing that we have to do as humans is conquer the mind. Because conquering the body is not hard. Conquering the body is just doing. You're like, okay, I'm going to fall into these things. No, the mind is the seat. You're, You're sitting. It is the control center for everything. That desire for you to want to smoke... That desire for you to want to fall back in a toxic relationship because it makes you feel comfortable. That desire to make you want to not do the good things for yourself because it takes five minutes and you'd much rather go start on your new TV show or do this or do that. No. It takes... Listen to this. It takes me 30 seconds to clean out my cat box. It takes me about four to five minutes to sweep my apartment. It takes me four minutes to put up my laundry. And it probably takes me a minute to clean up my living room. So all my chores that I do around the house, you know, besides wiping the counters and doing that, takes roughly about 10 minutes, eight minutes if I'm really booking it. But you ready for this one? I see it and I go, fuck, I don't want to do that. I want to go do something that's going to make me feel good. And here's, here's where that comes in, you beautiful fucks. 
it's a sci- it's a science thing. So whenever you're smoking weed, you you get an immediate dopamine high. Dopamine is uh is is a shit, don't quote me on this. It's a it's a hormone. They get it, it's just it's it's a chemical that's released through the body when you're doing something, but it's basically immediate it's an immediate release. It's like morphine. Right? And then serotonin serotonin is released over a long period of time. I've said this, I know for a fact that I've said this in a previous podcast. Um serotonin is released when you do long strenuous activity, like a really hard workout, and then you feel good after. Dopamine is released immediately. Dopamine is highly addictive. Serotonin is not addictive. So smoking weed, you release a shit ton of dopamine whenever you uh, whenever you do it. And so that's why smoking weed is highly addictive. Um, but you release serotonin whenever you complete the things and the goals and the things that you've you know wanted to come to complete over a period of time, which is very good. It's, it's awesome for you, and it makes for really good character building. But the one thing that I liked from the book was uh, one of the quotes said, "As Joseph Addison said, one of the most difficult things for a powerful mind is to be its own master." Specifically, um, anybody who has who has a highly active mind has like a highly active is always working always thinking about that can speak and say that it's very hard for you to control that because you're always thinking you're always thinking what if the next situation this is very prominent in ADD ADHD kids who always thinking always they're easily bored easily um, unentertained and need to be entertained at all times pretty much Um, that's, it's a hard one. Uh, I think that, I think myself to be an example of that, because it's, it's definitely very, 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 very hard to focus and do things because I'm always seeking that pleasure, which is a byproduct of, you know, smoking and being a part of a, a digital age in which we are all reliant on the technology, specifically the one that is helping me record this podcast right now, which, you know, honestly, if I had the opportunity and my entire life didn't depend on it, I'd yeet this fucking phone halfway across the tri-state area and never use it again. But with the digital age, we, we cannot be separated from our devices. Otherwise, we will be left behind with the old technology that died with it. Ain't that funny. Ultimately, the things that we built, we cannot not use them in this day and age. But... The mind is the seat of perception of the things we see, hear, and feel. 
It is through the mind that we see the beauties of the earth and sky, or music of art, in fact, of everything. That silent shuttle of thoughts working in and out through cell and nerve weaves into one harmonious whole, the myriad moods of mind, and we call it life. So the one other quote that I really liked was Zig Ziglar's quote, where he said, uh, your business is never really good or bad out there. It's either good or bad right between your two ears. Meaning, if somebody fucks you over, there's not necessarily, it's neither good nor bad. It's just your interpretation of it being good or bad. And so, the interesting thing about that specifically is like, to a person who is in a situation where they're watching and, and observing a person who's already, um, let's say, for instance, uh, an individual has already presented, an, an, an individual has already presented um, toxic traits to another person and they've noticed this. So they start laying traps for that toxic person. And that toxic person inevitably uh, falls into the trap and betrays the other person um, normally, right? So, is that good or bad? Well, it's good for the person that laid the trap, but it's also bad for that person who laid the trap. And why is that? Well... It's good because they found out the trap was sprung and ultimately now they know the full intentions of the individual that they're dealing with. It's bad because it's unfortunate that a person possibly of their caliber um, had to be betrayed and the situation had to be dealt with such sly tactics and that's another thing that I've in all honesty worried about not worried about with myself I automatically assume the worst because if it turns out to be the best then I'm pleased and I've always said this before you know I I, uh, I started doing therapy probably about November December January through Fe- or month or excuse me fuck November through currently yeah from then on um and in all honesty because of not talking through the podcast and not talking about anything I have become more become a lot worse a lot um a lot unhappier feel like I'm I've always been just chasing a dream of of being happy all the time when in reality that's that's not it there's there's no real there's no such thing as true happiness I've come to that conclusion there's no such thing as being happy all the time you you cannot be happy all the time and if you are you're compensating for something you're truly con- if you're always a, ray, a a beating ray of sunshine every morning, you have not experienced shit. Like, you've not experienced shit at all. 
or you've experienced everything and you've seen the brighter side of everything and are reacting in a way that's more positive for yourself. But either way, being happy all the time lets your body know that this is what you should be feeling all the time and then you're more likely to have like nervous breakdowns and shit. Because when you're not happy, you're horrible. (laughs) And that's what I was trying to accomplish with this whole podcast in the beginning is being like, hey, show everybody how fucking happy I am. Show everybody, you know, how good life is for me. I'll tell you this, money doesn't mean shit. If your parents have money, if you have money, it ain't shit. No matter no matter what circumstance that you're in, money or not, you're just dissatisfied with life. You're just dissatisfied with life. People have the, the, the common misconception that people that have money are, uh, are happy. They figured life out. You know, they're just there at the top. No, that's not fucking true. People that have money, from my experience, are not fucking happy. Because now they have to worry, they have to worry about who's gonna who's gonna betray them and try and take their money, who's gonna try and, you know, pull a fast one and try and fuck shit up. They have an unnecessary amount of stress that other people people of natural middle 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 class tendencies don't have to worry about too much. Friends become friends become more suspicious. And then, um, yeah, but people of the middle class and the lower class, middle class, high class, little class, all of them deal with the same problems, just with different financial freedoms, mental problems, excuse me. When you're, when you're rich and you have all this money, money cannot buy happiness, but when you're poor and you're at the very bottom, you think that you know, the amount of clout that you get and the amount of money that you fucking get is going to ultimately make you happy. The amount of drugs that you snort, smoke, or inject is going to make you happy. But you're, you're, you're chasing the rabbit down the rabbit hole whenever you're, you're going down the drug path or the money path. No amount of drugs, no amount of money, no amount of objects that you occupy will ever truly make you happy. Ultimately, it is you who makes you happy. When you find the, the brighter side of life, when you find not the pot of gold at the rainbow, ladies and gentlemen, it's the rainbow itself. It's the journey. I fucking hate, hate whenever people say, oh, the, you know, the pot of gold at the rainbow, that's, that's the prize, that's, that's what everything is. No, it's not. It's the fucking rainbow itself. It's being there. Like me being in this apartment. At, I've, I've gotten real depressed, you know, this last week, just not doing anything, not working out, not boxing, not anything like that since the last time we talked. But ultimately, ultimately, it's the, um, it's the journey. It's saying that I fucking did it. I made my way here. 
you know, I had, you know, really good friends that helped me along. I did this or I had that. Unfortunately, you know, I have a very, very small amount of friends. Oh, no, I wouldn't say unfortunately. I'd say that I have a lot of good acquaintances, um, good people that I know, but I don't have, uh, I'd say, you know, friends, friends. And that's because of my own doing. That's not because of, you know, people saying, fuck you, Chance. No, it's just, I see the world from a different, from a, a different glass because of prior experiences. And I know how I react to certain tendencies and certain things that people do. And ultimately, that's, that is my undoing in a lot of instances. But that is a self-choice in retrospect. But don't let, don't let the world essentially govern the way that you think, see things like it has for me. Um, that's the unfortunate thing about myself is that I've allowed the world to ultimately decide what and how I see things. Uh, until recently, I've just started to, you know, really sit out and enjoy the the beauty of things, the sound of the wind chimes, the the view of the plants. I think that we really we we neglect the small things, the smell of fresh cut grass, the feeling of wet dirt in your hands, the smell. Because we're focusing on everything that's so far in the future, that may be so far-fetched, that's unattainable, unrealistic, that we fail to see the things that we are missing the most, the people that we have, you know. I, uh, because of the whole virus thing, um, I've been, been really focusing on my parents, because, you know, they really helped me out with a lot of things, and they really... They get me, um, they've helped me out with a lot of fucking shit, man. They've really helped me out with, uh, you know, figuring myself out as a person, figuring out my own issues by putting me into uncomfortable situations that ultimately, you know, in a lot of instances that makes me mad because, you know, they know how to push my buttons. And uh, that's that's bred a lot of resentment to them, to the world, to the things around me. And uh, unfortunate how it is, I've just, I've started to see and realize where I've gone wrong. Because it's not them that's in the wrong, it's me. You know, I'm the one in the wrong. I'm the one who needs to reevaluate my life. They don't need to evaluate their fucking life. They make money. You know, they have a house. I don't. I don't know shit. But because, you know, I'm 20. About to, oh shit, I'm about to be 21. Yeah. I think I know the fucking world. Because I got a dick. I'm above 18. 
and I'm on my own. I got a car. I got an apartment. I know what I'm talking about. Fuck no, I don't t- know what I'm talking about. Nobody knows what they're fucking talking about, really. Like, no one in no one in college that says, they're like, yeah, bro, I do this, I do that. Even kids in fucking high school where their fucking parents, you know, their parents are, oh, my parents are traitors. We know this, we know that, you know, we, we can make money. You know, I can help you out do this, I can do that, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't know dick for shit, bro. You just think you do because people put that stuff in your fucking head. That's what's interesting. Mm. <laughs> mm. But ultimately, it's your mind, your perception of the world, the things around us. That's what governs what, what, who, where, when you are. And that perception is how you react to things, how, rea- how you react to the world around you, how you react to the things and the place that you are. That's what's, so, uh, that's what's so cool and interesting about this journey that I'm taking. I'm really enjoying the small things, the trees. And fuck yeah, I'm taking psychedelics tomorrow. We gon' we gonna really, we gonna really find out that deep dark shit. I'm always, I'm always trying to find, find something new about myself that I don't like. Then I can start working on it, or, you know, I really, this journey, that I'm on, which I'm so glad that, all of y'all are here to witness it with me as I grow and progress. But, I'm hoping that y'all grow and progress as well, and that I'm able to. Um, tag along to your journey as well. It's, I'm so excited for, you know, what the future holds. I mean, I may be, you know, kind of down and a bit depressed because of this whole thing, but, you know, I'm really, I'm just excited for what the future has to hold. It's not something that, uh, not many people get to live the life that I do, go to college, you know, work 20, 25 hours and live and enjoy life. I really don't think that a lot of people have that type of uh, freedom. I'm very grateful to have it. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to be able to sit down and not have, you know, kids at 20 or to not be in a toxic relationship or not be in any of these issues that are an issue. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to have every single one of y'all listening because that means that you give a shit what I have to say. Or you just listen so that you can tell me to fuck off and it makes you feel good. But either way, you're still contributing to my to my views and my listens. So, ha. World is what it is. But, yeah, enough, enough of my little... My little rant. Thank y'all so much for uh, tuning in. I really appreciate it. This is a, uh, in all honesty, this has really been uh it's been really good for me as of recent because I'm, you know, I'm able to go back to kind of being the way I used to be, where 
I'm able to talk about things, even though I don't necessarily want to talk about them. Like, I fucking hate talking about my issues and my feelings now with people. Like, I fucking hate it. I don't want to fucking tell people about my old issues. I used to be, I used to be so much fucking, I used to be so much more open to talking about my issues and my feelings. And then I like moved up to San Marcos and I had the, and I was living by myself with nobody around me. I was smoking every day, you know, I wouldn't go work out. I was just smoking every day, playing video games, go to work, go to school. And that was really it. And, uh, yeah, that just bred this real, that bred this, this real tight introverted tendency that I now have and how I don't want to tell people shit. Like I'll talk about the base stuff, but I will not, I used to tell everybody my issues, tell everybody my problems and be like, Hey, listen to me. No, I don't want, I don't, you don't know me. Don't fucking talk to me about that shit. That's too much, too much information to listen to right now, buddy. Too much, but alrighty y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning into this podcast. And yeah, it's always a fun journey to sit here and speak my mind. Because sometimes when you're by yourself, well, a lot of times when you're by yourself, you're not talking. So everything's in your head. You're finally able to put things into words, which is truly liberating. Liberating your mind and liberating your body. I love y'all. I can finally say that I love I love listening to every single one of you and I hope nothing but good things come your way. Fuck yeah. Hope y'all kill your shit. Enjoy this quarantine. You know, find some good shit to think about while you're doing it and uh, kill your dreams. Kill them all.